Hi, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to Let's Talk ETC. I'm your host, Carlo V, along with my co-host, Dr. Christian Severino. Uh, this week, we've got a really special guest with us tonight, Alan Verbner from Team the Grotendieck team, who's working on the Skylab client for ETC. Uh, they're completing a lot of stuff in that respect, and, and you know they're getting a lot of work done. Also, I just want to thank uh, everybody for another awesome, great couple of weeks. I, I missed last week's show, but we had Chuck SRQ from ETC Dev Team on, and that was a great interview that Christian did uh, solo. So Christian, thanks for, for bringing him on here. Uh, ETC Dev Team is making a lot of progress in a number of different things. Uh, we'll post some of that progress below, uh, a link to ETC Dev and some of their updates that they put on the website weekly. Uh, also, uh, just wanna point out that uh, anyone that has any questions about the Grotendieck team, uh, this is Alan Verbner, who's also on the team. Alan McSherry is the team lead. We've had him on the show before. And we're just gonna try to keep bringing on people from the Grotendieck team to introduce them to the community so that everybody in the community is familiar with some of the great people in the space that are, are working on this. Uh, so, so without uh, keep, keep going this, keeping this going too long, I just wanna introduce everybody to Alan Verbner. Alan, thanks for coming on and we really appreciate everything you're doing for the community. Yes. No, thank you. Thank you guys for inviting me. It's, it's a pleasure. No, absolutely. I mean, we're we're happy to have you on here for sure, for sure. But um, so uh, something, Alan, just to let you know, uh, I know you said you listened to the show, and for anybody that's out there listening now, that maybe this is their first time listening to the show. What we like to do is put someone's first time on the show, just kind of introduce them to the community, get a little bit about their background, uh, you know, how they got into tech. Then from tech, how they get into blockchain, and then blockchain, how they kind of got into ETC. So it's a little bit of a rabbit hole story that we like to tell so that everyone in the community who's maybe listening for the first time and finding out about ETC and the Grotendieck team and all the other people working on the project can see and get to feel or get to know the people that are behind the scenes working on this you know, day and night to, to make everything possible, um, you know, not just currently in etc but for etc's future so uh, how did how did you get into to tech alan i know we were speaking a little bit before the show but just for everybody listening maybe you could let them know what your backstory was and you know kind of your your background and how you how you got into tech in the first place maybe oh sure sure so first let me tell you all that i'm from argentina which is a country far away from everything it's close to brazil in south america so and that's that's important because you will understand how i got into blockchains and it, it will make sense for you uh, so that that's why my weird accent um so i i got into it it's, it's not like a fancy story i when i was young my mom used to work on it and she used to bring me with her to to her work and i was amazed by all these computers yeah uh, I haven't had one at, at at home, so I went there and played with those machines, and they, they were amazing for me. And I, I think maybe that's the the reason I, I'm in IT. Uh, when I was young, I and I got my computer. I was just playing, but not playing games, but playing with the computer. I, I used to download different Linux di distributions and yeah. compile them just to see what happens. <laughs> uh, I, I spent like a whole night compiling. Uh, a, a distribution. Remember that yeah, everything. Yeah, everything. And 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 I used like a virtual machine. It was 
horribly slow. So I spent like 12 hours watching the screen moving and thinking I was a hacker. <laughs> and and for me, it, I, it was really easy to, to move forward in my career. Uh, when I went to high school, I picked all the IT classes. And then I, I went to college and the, it was difficult to pick which university should I go, but besides that, I knew that it was going to be related with computers and IT. And I decided to go to engineering uh, university because, uh, I don't know, maybe when was the time to decide, I think I'm more pragmatic person rather than a theorist. I, I'd rather to do stuff uh, and improve solutions and get things done that maybe the, the, the step before that. Uh -huh. So, yeah, I, it, for me, it was like, okay, this this is what I should do because I, I, I sometimes I, I had friends like they, they were not sure about what to study, maybe law, maybe whatever. And no, for me, it was, I, I knew that I, I was going to be a software engineer. So, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's really crazy. And what it's, it's hard to explain is that I love this. Uh, it's make, it makes me really happy. I have three things that I, I can do every day, which is listening to music, drinking mate, which is an Argentinian drink like tea, and yeah. coding. I can spend like, it, it's crazy, but I can spend like 12 hours sitting on the chair in front of the computer doing stuff. And my girlfriend goes goes out and when he comes, she comes back, she sees me in the exact same position, like, like the time has passed and I, I'm still there. So it's it's crazy. Yeah. So you know that that's my my IT background. And four years ago, with some college friends, we decided to create a company called Latix Labs, which basically we wanted to create good quality software from Argentina and. You know, sometimes when you work as an employee for companies, you don't have, I mean, you, you, you always are driven by, by clients, our needs and business and stuff. But in now we, we, we have like, we want to discuss, we, we are not like monkey coders. And that's the, the freedom that we, that we got creating this company. We, we like to find and help our customers, but also like, you know, discussing we we don't accept uh, stuff like okay you need to do this and that's it so that that's more freedom right more freedom kind of to do what you want because you're running your own company is that one of the things yeah yeah you, you know it's freedom and you always need to fulfill your customers expectations and they have their businesses and you need to help them but yeah in some way it's it's a, a little bit more freedom yes mm -hmm. And and that's it, basically. My, that's my IT career, let's say. And maybe I, I can tell you about blockchains because the, the, yeah. here is where Argentina comes into the scene. Uh, first, I want to tell you that uh, I'm not looking for donations or I'm not in a war zone, but Argentina is like a crazy country. Uh, just to give you some context because, you know, people without context doesn't make sense. We, we have a lot of poverty in, the, in our country, a lot of corruption. Uh, for example, 30% inflation uh, in a year. So that's a, that's a crazy number. Wait, did, you, did you say three or 30? 30. 30. 30. 30. Whoa. 
Yeah, that's <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, in 2001, bank system collapsed, and people that have US dollars, for example, they were changed to pesos in a weird rate. Uh, and another example is that uh, a couple of years ago, we weren't uh, able to buy, to legally buy USD dollars, for example. Oh boy. We, we, we weren't allowed. So I think that that context uh, brought blockchain to Argentina. Uh, Bitcoin started being like a huge technology for, for all the Argentinian people because you were allowed to move value around the borders uh, without relying on banks. So yeah, and community is quite big here. Um, and that's and that's when the first time uh, a friend told me, hey, you need to take a look at this Bitcoin. It's great. Uh, it's anonymous and what well, maybe that, that that can be discussed, but it's anonymous. You can move, you can receive money. You it's mathematically uh, proven that you can like work with it. It's safe. You don't need to rely on a bank or a central bank or whatever. And I, I read this blog about proof of work, consensus and stuff. And I, I, I was probably smiling at that time. Uh, if you took me a picture then, I was like, yeah. oh my God, I can't believe this is, yeah. this is true. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if yeah. you're familiar with, there's a book about uh, Bitcoin's history called Digital Gold. And in the book, he talks uh, about Argentina. And uh, do you know Wentz? Wentz was a, he was a famous entrepreneur apparently that in the early days who did a lot in Argentina. Um, but yeah, in the book, they talk about how the government tries to manipulate the exchange rate and all the issues and how people bypass that with, um, with Bitcoin. And there've been, there've been other articles I've seen about people exchanging almost like a gray market. Uh, exchanging Bitcoin for for other types of currency, and so I, I got the impression that they were they were just really advanced in terms of adoption because they needed it so much. Uh, yes, yes, yeah, that, that that's completely true. I think you are talking about a uh, Xapo founder, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an Argentinian yep. uh, guy. Yes, yes, and all that context made us like to be interested in in Bitcoin. And to be honest. Uh, I'm not in that business in trading bitcoins or Ethereum or whatever. And once I, I bought my a Bitcoin and I was checking the price like every five minutes, mm -hmm. and and I and then I I knew that no I'm too nerd to be dealing with this. I just want <laughs> I want to be in touch with programming and the the background technology rather than uh, price speculation. So yeah, oh, but yeah, we we same way. Yeah, I like I. I mean, I, I I like the technology of Ethereum Classic. I'm I'm not like I don't come. I, the first thing I think of when I think of Ethereum Classic is not okay. I'm gonna, you know, what's the price today? <laughs> How much is it gonna go up? That I'm I'm more interested in the technology of it. Also, I do yeah. I, I do both. <laughs> although, although I don't know the technology as much as uh, what's going on in the markets, I suppose. But you know, each each nerd has his own thing. Yeah. And, and and what's crazy it's like we it's there are a lot of things we can do with blockchains and they are related 
with with my context like corruption like transparency like mm -hmm. value uh, save value transfer value so uh for me it's like and 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 that's why we with my company we decided to move our office into this space this crypto hub called a uh, bitcoin embassy let's say it's not a formal definition but our office is there so we are we are within the community so we, we believe this is this is huge mm -hmm. remind me to send you my uh, crypto prayer after after the show i won't say it on here because it's, it's too embarrassing <laughs> but i'll send it to you after <laughs> so i'm imagining eventually these some of these governments are not gonna they're gonna fight back against bitcoin right because they're they're losing money so i i, I don't know if there's if there's gonna be some kind of turf war or they're gonna try to outlaw it what do you think any thoughts on what Argentina's gonna do uh i think they, they don't even understand what's going on they might they they say that they're doing stuff but there there is like a gray area here that they, they i don't think they even are taking care of it uh so yeah it's so too early yeah it's too early so it's it's a big opportunity for for us to do something okay. but but right. uh i'm not sure if bitcoin is going to be the one that succeeds or ethereum classic or whatever i i'm, I'm really into the technology behind that and i'm i'm in favor of improving the technology uh, I, I, I was reading an article a couple of weeks ago that that was like in my mind since then. It's about that now we are dealing with something called FAT protocols. And maybe I, I'm, I didn't understand the, the article well, but this is the idea I got. Uh, let, let's think about a big company, uh, anyone you want, for example, Airbnb. Airbnb has built their own business on top of a really thin or let's say thin protocol HTTP. So they have a website, users access it, use it, and that's it. And what about Ethereum, for example? Ethereum is a distributed platform that has value. So it's it's really crazy. It's like the market cap is huge, and that hasn't even exploded yet in terms of it's it's rising every day. So uh, and companies are struggling to build applications on top of this platform that already has value this protocol so for me it's like mind-blowing i I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out and a lot of things came to my mind be, be after reaching blockchain for example there is a lot of social interaction economy all that stuff that for nerds is maybe it's it's not usual uh -huh. uh, so it's it's crazy yeah. Now, I just for clarification, when you said thin and fat protocol, I assume you meant a thin protocol is relatively simple and a fat one is relatively complex. That's yeah, and most of the value it's it's built on top of this protocol in in let's say Airbnb. I, I mean, you have HTTP, you can request for a for a resource, you get the HTML, you you can interact with JavaScript and the website, but the, all the value it's within Airbnb company and here you can trade tokens if ethereum tokens you can uh, for example you have some tokens or so ether on on whatever you want to and you can move it to somewhere else and mm -hmm. the barriers are like being 
do you don't have you don't have those barriers that you have let's say with facebook that you have all your life there so, so it's, it's so it's more it's more distributed you're saying the 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 value the control is not centralized is that, is that that's right that? yes okay. yes yeah. Yeah. and every time that people finds that this is useful they are putting more money they are buying more 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 ethereum classic tokens and the price is going up so the the, the protocol layer it's getting like thicker so it's it's for me it's crazy i, I haven't seen that before yeah and also about yeah. what you were saying about airbnb so i mean there's I, I sometimes i hear talk about making a blockchain equivalent to airbnb or a blockchain equivalent to uber that seems to be one thought process is converting these old companies to to blockchain companies so, or smart contracts yeah but that's that and that's embedded in the protocol so mm -hmm. you, you need to the companies need to find a way to attract people in some way that you want to stay with them no you're you're not like uh trapped Stop. into the yeah yeah exactly yeah that's right yeah i i think a lot of i think a lot of talk about the uber and airbnb blockchain stuff has to do with um even in the united states where states talk about blocking out uber or blocking out airbnb so naturally the the free market wants to find a solution which is to try and go around those jurisdictions and just do oh, it. Oh, that's in interesting. An, yeah, yeah. that hadn't even occurred to me. There's a city here close yeah. to me. I'm in Houston called Austin. Right. That is they tried to block Uber. And um, I knew I, I had the idea. We were just talking about money, right? Blockchain money bypassing governments. But it never occurred to me that you could use. That's right. You could. It would be a, a blockchain Uber that could bypass governments as well. That's yeah, I hadn't thought of that. It would be tough to do, but I think that's where those ideas pop up. Like um, there's a project called Swarm City or Swarm or Swarm City or it was actually Arcade City, I think, in the beginning. Uh -huh. And it started out as a, a promise of a decentralized Uber in the Austin area. I, I believe that's don't uh -huh. don't quote me on it, but I think that's where it started. Okay. But um, oh, Alan, I actually wanted to know. Um, so, so you got into blockchain. You got into Bitcoin. Naturally, is kind of kind of the first one. How did you end up getting into, um, you know, working with ETC and IOHK and everything? Uh, well, how being, did you and your team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So, being at this Bitcoin embassy like opened some doors for us. Maybe it was just when you want something, uh, everything comes to you. So. Uh, we met uh, Charles, Jeremy, and Nikos from IHK, and yeah. we started working with them. Uh, they are really nice people, uh, and we started working. They saw that we how we were, uh, how we work. So everything started. We started working in other projects, and then this opportunity to be part of this growth is about to be created and we applied and that's how we ended yeah basically that's it nice no good uh i know uh i i want to go to this bitcoin embassy i now you've mentioned it like five different times so this is now yeah. on my travel list for sure uh -huh. so you're more than welcome yeah so your your history didn't involve you did you weren't uh you didn't have strong opinions or uh, about the fork and you weren't in the mess before and so you just came into it right to ethereum classic which is kind of nice you avoided that whole mess apparently 
Uh, are you are you talking about the Dow fork and yeah, stuff? The Dow hard fork, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I have my opinion. If you want, if you wanted to know it, yes, I have an opinion. Uh, yeah, go for it. No matter what, <laughs> we you don't whether you agree or disagree, go for it. We we want to hear all okay. all the honest thoughts and stuff. Bring it. No, of course, of course. Uh, I'm not expecting ninjas to come and kill me. So no, basically, uh, no. I, I'm I'm against the the fork. Uh, I mean the the keep the Ethereum, the regular Ethereum chain. I, I'm I'm against that, and but I'm not as as a believer as most of the people are. Like no, you cannot trust on that other chain. Classic is the the one. Um, yeah. I think that, for example, uh, uh, it, let's suppose that you have a business, uh, uh, an application that needed the blockchain and you, you were like some sort of notary service and those guys came and say, okay, we were fact, this is wrong, we made a mistake, this bug in the system, we, we are going to roll back the blockchain. And if I had that business, I would say, no, man, what are you doing? Uh -huh. uh, you didn't uh tell me before that you were supposed to do that if so i would pick another blockchain yes. right. so th that changing the rules it's it, it reminds me like my country when they do whatever they want and that's not fun at all so i, I believe that and now i think that classic they, i understand what classic is and i support it and if i want to use it i know the rules and the other people know that what what the other chain do so uh i'm not saying like oh i'm going to kill the other guys i, I have Agreed. nothing against them and yeah. I, i'm i'm hopefully I, i'm hoping that we can all contribute and find uh to improve the technology i mean so mm -hmm. I, I don't have anything against them i just i, I wouldn't use it i i think that the immutability it's a it's a great property that I like, at least. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I know what you mean. I, I feel the same way as well. I I made a post um, a long time ago. I, I referenced this a bunch of times. I, I posted that it's, I think of it more like a friendly, friendly rivalry now rather than, you know, each train trying to battle to the death or anything, you know? Yeah, like, uh, like a two cities in a, a football rivalry. Kind of yes, thing. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Good, uh, good Texas analogy. <laughs> no, well, and uh, it, it's all about improving technology. Uh, yeah, I know that people has money invested, and they have may, they might have their savings, and probably rolling back the the DAO issue was to protect those people. I don't know, and uh, maybe that all this DAO wasn't handled well. Uh, this they, they were receiving a lot of money, and that maybe uh, was was strange, but. Uh, you know, we, we are, it's all about technology. And in the end, we are making a better world through technology. So it, it, we don't need to fight. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So right. now you mentioned, you mentioned the future of blockchain and, you know, trying, that's, that's kind of the goal. And I think that's everyone's goal or, or most people's goal that's in the space is just to try and improve everything all the time and keep pushing towards, you know, what we all, have as our own personal personal vision of what blockchain could be what um what kind of crazy use cases or what what do you see in blockchain five years down the road or 10 years down the road 20 you know go go nuts whatever whatever you think is as wild as you want to get with speculation is fine this doesn't have to be <laughs> as scientific as 
has other things, you know? Like, what's your dream? Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. Well, I think the first step is that blockchains would be around us, and but without knowing. For example, let's say that, you know, we have Wi-Fi signals all around. We can connect everywhere. Or there, there is a lot of stuff that is working behind the scenes, and people doesn't know. And I would love to see that blockchains are being used all around the globe, and people doesn't need to bother or okay, hey, I need to buy some uh, ether to use this application, or oh no, I need to buy these bitcoins to send this. No, it's just okay. I want to send this value over here, and blockchain it's behind the scenes, and that's my the, the first thing I, I I want to know, I want to see that that I'm hoping that that, that does. It doesn't take too long to see that, and I'm. I'm there was uh, some talk that Charles gave us about uh, Charles from IHK gave us about. Okay, there is a, a huge power on. What about if blockchains that are public, they have a lot of information about us, and I'm saying about reputation and what 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 I'm trying to. Say, explain is that, for example, we have a lot of poor people, and maybe those people are honest, they are decent, they have never been into travel. If you lend them money, they return it back to you, they work hard, they are good people, but they cannot get money uh, from banks because they are poor. And even if they want like a small amount of money just to buy some materials to yeah. create something to sell, they can't, and if they if they can, they will be like with high higher high interests. So it's it's bad for them. And what about if we use blockchains, for example, uh, as a source of uh, reputation? You know how if they pay, if they don't, uh, how they move their money. Even if you don't see the people like oh this is uh, John and John is doing this, but you you may identify some aspects of people. And I'm hoping that uh, we were that blockchains might help improving this, these people helping these people that it's outside the system and they will never be in the system because it's not uh, it's not profitable for the banks to have these kind of people. Uh, and I'm hoping that maybe blockchains can can help us on that. Uh, that that would be great. Yeah, that's I think a lot of people have that that. They, they're interested in that bringing bringing banking services to like the last billion people that don't have banking services through a, a like a smartphone and your reputation idea certainly makes sense that that would that would uh, incentivize uh, loans micro loans to to poor people so yeah that's that's a great idea yeah and maybe if it, it doesn't come true at least trying it it's 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 a good way to use technology, uh, I think. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's it's already happening. Like you've heard of BitPesa, right? The, in Kenya, the banks were corrupt, and they used BitPesa to 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 bypass the banks. So, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of activity. I think bringing banking services to to you know communities. And is it working? Like. People is yeah. Well, they love. I was yes. I was in Dubai talking to a Kenyan woman, and she said, "Yeah, they everybody uses BitPesa, and they love it." Um, I've actually been trying to get somebody that knows about BitPesa on the show, 
to give some the kind of the human story of it, but uh, maybe for the future we'll see. But uh, yeah, oh. no, so that, that's happening. Oh, I'm 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 waiting for that uh, for that <laughs> job then. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, why don't we talk about the um, what you're doing with IOHK now? I know you're working a you said with, I think I heard a Scala client. So I'm really interested in hearing about that and, and other projects you're working on. Oh, sure. Okay. So I'm part of the growth and the team. Uh, the project manager is Alan McSherry, which has been on the show. Uh, I think yes. it was on in the earliest episodes. Um, and we are a distributed team. Alan is located in, is based on Ireland. Uh, we are two people in Argentina, two Attics team members, and there are uh, three guys in Poland. And so we are building this client from scratch. I mean, we are based, we, we started, let's say, with a blank notepad and the yellow paper and yep. started coding it. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a great experience. Uh, I mean, it's, it's really fun and we are, uh, a really motivated team in terms of you know sometimes I I I I'm, I find myself during weekend thinking about Ethereum and yeah. the things that needs to be done and it's great uh, we have met we, we, we have like a, a, this meeting uh, in uh, Athens uh, I think uh, two months ago so uh -huh. we we are we are a great team we have had our beers together and. It's a. It's what what amazes me most about this team is that we we are fighting to grab the best tasks. Sometimes you know uh, there are people that say, "Oh no, I, I I want to do this task. It's easier," and they just they are lazy. No, we are fighting constantly to get the better tasks, and we are we are really really motivated. I think it's because of Ethereum. It's fun, I guess. I don't know. Sure, yeah. No, definitely. No, I, uh, I, I, when I heard about that Scala client, I was kind of envious. It just seemed really cool to spend a couple of weeks, months going through the yellow paper and, and coding everything from the ground up. And uh, I, also that was, that was great that, you know, the, the amount of knowledge you guys are going to obtain from going through that process, you're going to know, you know, basically almost everything. Uh, there'll be like no question you can't answer pretty much after you you go through that process so that that just will seem like a really great thing you guys are doing oh thank you no and, and it's it's i mean we are, we are not like the, the super experts but yeah we have for example it was a really fun experience uh, after finishing all this evm coding and uh, running the whole blockchain through our code it was it was really really fun uh, we have like it's it's everything on github we have uh, a wiki page with all the bugs that we found. Uh, you can check it out. It's open source. It's public. You can get into it. You can download whatever you want to. It's free. And it, it was really fun. It was like playing a, a video game. Chasing those bugs was, was oh, it, that, that's were really, really fun. So, so you have a Scala client. Does it also have a, a miner? Does it run a full node? Or uh, we we have we we have running uh, an integration with ETH miner uh, and I think that for this next release this beta release which is coming in a couple of months I guess I, I don't want to give you dates uh, I don't want Alan to kill me but uh, we I think we will only be integrated with ETH miner but the idea is to create a simple miner 
-hmm. maybe to create some private chains and, and stuff. So really, like you could r run the whole network with in on Scala code uh, eventually because you guys are going to implement everything in Scala. Then is that correct? Yes, yes, okay. and all functional style. Uh, so yes, yes, yes. So if anybody that wants to study the the technology of Ethereum Classic, they can look. They have several whatever their favorite language is, right? They can pick a client and go and try to understand everything in the code and. So yeah, that's great having another good implementation. Yeah, and and th there are two things that I like about using Scala besides using Scala. Uh, the first one is that we are in trying to create this the, the code in in layers in terms of uh, improving uh, experimentation, so people will be able to just replace the, I don't know, the consensus part and use the whole code. And also as it runs on the JVM, people might can just integrate it with his other code. And yeah. that, 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 that's, that's really interesting. There are a lot of Java developers around the globe. So maybe they, they, it, it's fun for them just to try. Yeah, so that was a, that's a nice thing about Scala is you have access to all the, the JVM libraries, the Java libraries. So do you find yourself using a lot of those libraries? Does that help that, that Scala had, lets you do that? Uh, yeah, we have used some uh, libraries, but I, I, I won't say that, yeah, we, we have used all of these Java libraries. No, no, it's, we, we have used uh, Alka library, for example, from Scala. So we have like a lot of piece of code there. <laughs> and the code, it's for me, at least for me, it, it's it's clear it's not like oh it's super complicated if you want to spend some time reading source code just do it because it's 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 entertaining at least uh -huh. it's it's not like a a, a puzzle or whatever it's, yeah it's yeah now i was watching an interview with charles he had um I, they re-implemented bitcoin and Scorex, I believe it was, uh, you might be more familiar with that. And he said that their code was uh, the amount of, it was shorter, smaller code base to re-implement Bitcoin. I don't know why they were able to do it better and cleaner, but I was wondering if your Scala client would be, uh, you know, tighter, smaller footprint than the other clients. Well, yeah, in Scala, you, you usually write less code. Uh, I I have Java background and I, I found myself several times just typing like like a zombie uh, because you it requires a lot of, of code to do stuff and Scala it's like a it, it's cleaner and with it's more expressive so you can write more beautiful code so sometimes I start screaming at, at the office I I love Scala because. I've seen that I, I, when I see some code that maybe I or other of the team members has written and say, "Oh, this is beautiful," and I haven't had this. <laughs> I haven't had this with that, that experience with Java. Yeah, so it might be in the future. It might even be a good uh, educational resource, like I was to to go if somebody wants to learn again about the technology to choose Scala. Look at your code base first because maybe it's shorter, like you said, more expressive. It might be something for a beginner to pick up yeah of course of course and, and actually i i really like to do that to just dig into source code just to understand yeah. stuff and 
I, I, it will be awesome that some people just to understand Ethereum or either Ethereum or Scala just get into our code. Yeah, it would be great. Let's. Uh, I'm let's... curious about that. Let me. Can I ask one last question about the Scala client? Um, so the yellow paper that you're, that's the the, the standard. Did you see any issues when you were trying to integrate with, uh, let's say, the Geth client and uh, right Parity? Was there was there any corner cases or really tricky issues uh, trying to make all of them work together? Uh, well, yeah. First of all, the, that paper it's not an easy one. Yes, uh, that's, that's what I was one of the, as I was getting at too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a little bit complicated. Uh, I'm not sure why. Uh, but we were like seven people working on it, so I don't know. We were able to to bypass that the first step, and and yeah, I mean, we we have found some issues. Uh, it it's hard to maintain a, a, a documentation, and this paper might. I mean, clients might have taken some decisions, and it's all about consensus between clients too. Besides the network, you have, I don't know, get instances, you have parity instances, and they all need to work. So yeah, we have found some stuff. Uh, we have created some pull requests, or we have raised our hand and opened some issues on GitHub, uh, on, on the yellow paper uh, GitHub repository. Uh, and yeah, we, and if I, I know I said, yeah, we started from scratch, but it's not like, we are not. You're not inventing using, the technology. You're you're just learning the existing technology. Yeah, and we are we are we are using. For example, we cannot connect to Parity. There is an issue, and we weren't able to connect to Parity. Okay, let's look into Parity code. It's not like we are not going to look at Geth or Parity or Ethereum J or any other implementation. No, no, that that's not. We we don't have anything against them. They are really really good implementations. Uh, a lot of effort has been done there, uh, but yeah, I. So we, is the yellow paper complete? It, does it does it account for all the different corner cases? Because if the if the yellow paper has everything, there shouldn't be any issues integrating with the parity client or the geth client, right? Uh, yeah. Theoretically. Uh, yeah, theoretically. Oh, sorry, theoretically. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I had. I was just trying to get a. What, what do you what do you think of the yellow paper in general? I guess is what I was getting at. Do you think yeah. it was pretty thorough, pretty complete, pretty? It's it's uh, quite extensive, uh, but I think it's hard to read. So maybe uh, you might miss some details because it's hard, uh, not because uh, I mean I I, I would have written it more simple, in uh, a simpler way. But you know, a lot of effort has been done there yet. So I I don't want to say hey this paper is like. It's bad. No, 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 not at all. Uh, but yeah, some improvements can be done. Uh, but you know, all the all the other clients have gone through it, so mm -hmm. uh, you know they, they are not looking to to maybe they are not trying to fix those issues in the those bugs on the yellow paper. Alan, have you ever seen the uh, visual representation of the yellow paper before? Uh, no, that that. I I gotta, I gotta send that to you. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Okay, so uh, at, at least also from, at least also for someone who reads the yellow paper and, and doesn't get it at all. I, I like the, uh, the, the picture book. I guess you could say. <laughs> uh, 
But uh, oh, I, I wanted to ask this before too to to start the uh, flame war. What's the uh, what's your favorite, or what do you think the best programming language is, in your opinion? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, gotta start that. No, I I really really enjoy, and I think it's like the best. <laughs> okay, the best language is Scala. Uh, it's really really I I enjoy coding in Scala. Maybe when it doesn't work, <laughs> I really enjoy uh, using it. Um, but you know, I, I'm not. Uh, uh, I, I don't have anything against any other languages besides PHP. So besides PHP, I gotta. What's what's wrong with PHP? Let's no, hear. no, I think it's it's a little bit old. I, I haven't get yeah. in touch with it for a long time. But no, without uh, jokes jokes aside, uh, I, I'm I'm pragmatic. So I, I'm I use whatever works best. And if you say, hey, right. this is best, this is better. Why? Because this, this, and this. Okay. Let's try it. I, I'm not a fundamentalist. I, I'm not like uh, those yeah, uh, believers. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying that you can you can bring any language or whatever and say. And I will say, oh, it's it's the best. No, uh, I need some. I, I need the reasons behind. I need to understand the reasons behind your 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 statements. But once I I think they are right. Yeah, I don't have anything against that. So no, I, I'm not going into that war. <laughs> Christian thinks PHP is the best. No, that's all. I don't like PHP. I'm, I'm a Python fan. I wish there was more activity developing Ethereum Classic code in Python, but that's just my opinion. Poor, poor PHP. <laughs> no one likes PHP. Yeah. So. But um, what was I going to say? Uh, uh, what uh, have you ever had to develop anything in a what what's your worst development experience? That's a good one because I was going to ask about what's the worst language you've had to use so far. But what what's the worst development experience you've had? You don't have to get specific about the project, but you know, <laughs> okay. anything, if you have anything that anything that went wrong or just you know maybe it was early in your programming days, long time ago, and you didn't know something and you you bricked, you know who knows what. Uh, no, I, I'm I, I'm not going to rate this because of uh, the project, but when <laughs> a long time ago, uh, I worked for a company which had a project with this guy that was very, created very, created very yeah. I was gonna say very vague perfect we worked for a company with a project with a guy you're about, yeah you're about to say how bad the project was so you keep it very vague I don't want to get you in trouble no and and I and we had to develop this uh, Microsoft Excel plugin to interact with some web services to get some trading data yeah and the the, the product owner was cool the company they were awesome but this project I don't know uh, it was I, I thought once it, after some time, I, I was thinking, okay, I'm doing this, and this won't be used by anyone, and I'm not learning anything. It's just a Excel plugin that will grab some data, and yeah, I might say that's the worst experience in terms of of my personal career and my expectation as human being that knows how to code. Yeah. So, so um, I, I'm. What's the um, kind of overall? What would you say? Like, what percentage of the all the things you want to get done with the your Scala work is completed? Like, eighty percent, seventy percent? 
or well i don't know if you're asking about scala just scala it's it's difficult because i don't know i i like to think about programming and my programming skills well, I know what, what I was getting at was like, uh, is this is how close how close yeah. you are to completion in yeah, your I, estimation? That's right. Are you going to finish it and go do something else, or are you going to finish it and then make, you know, research to try to make modifications, improvements, or what's kind of the future? No, 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 no. I, I'm not seeing the end of the tunnel yet. Uh, there is a lot of work to be that needs to be done, and I'm happy to be part of that team and continue working on the this code base. I'm I'm really happy coding every day on Ethereum Classic. So okay. Yeah, you'll be quite a resource. Uh when you are you already are a resource, quite a resource. But when you know if you're if you've gone through the entire yellow paper and implemented, you know, so much of yeah, the yellow that's right. paper. He's gonna be a beast. Yeah. He is a beast. We'll come to you we'll come to you with all our questions then. No, no, and, and I think I might say that it's the whole team. For example, I, I, I don't know all the parts of the code. Uh, it's because it's quite extensive and it's a team, but, uh, and I, I'm hoping to continue be part of, uh, be part of it. So okay. uh, I don't have any other expectations in the short term. Okay. Right. Okay, well, they, they are gonna be a beast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've, pretty much. I've uh, I've asked all the I think I asked all the questions I had. Was there anything, Alan or Carlo, that that I missed or that anybody you got you wanted to say that I we didn't mention yet? Uh, no, I think uh, that pretty much that pretty much covers it for me. I think we touched on all the spots. We got the background. We got you know blockchain, etc. The Scala client, future uh, use cases, Argentina. I think we we covered a lot of stuff. Yeah, so and nobody anything, can. Uh, go, yeah, nobody go ahead. Can, no, I was going to say, so nobody could say that Ethereum Classic doesn't have deep technological experience in, uh, with, of the technology, right? You guys are the shining example of that. So, so yes, a very important project, what, what you guys are working on. And, and yeah, and, and one thing that extra is that we really want to work on this. We are not doing this for. Any other reasons besides it's really fun, it's interesting, and we love that technology. Uh, Ethereum, Ethereum Classic is awesome for us. It's yep. we're really happy. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, um, everybody's really happy to to have you part of the community. Great to have you on the show. Um, I'd love to, you know, have more of you guys on here to to talk more about, you know, backgrounds and the client etc and whatever whatever you guys want to talk about. Um, Actually, I do have one last question. This is uh, goes back to uh, my my older sister. She always thought I should throw this on the show. Uh, any books, movies, or anything like that you're reading or watching shows, or you're just uh, just deving nonstop? <laughs> uh, yeah. nonstop. I might say yes, uh, but I'm starting to read about uh, money, history of money. Uh, it's ah. really interesting. Yeah, we are. We all that are involved in crypto, we we end up trying to figure out that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm 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 trying to explore that and also uh, behavioral economics. Uh, for for me, it's really crazy to see people being scammed every time and making bad decisions. Mm -hmm. uh, and and it seems like they are being irrational. So 
I'm trying to figure out that too. Uh, that'll take yeah, a that, there's, there's, there, you're going to have to read a lot of books on that. Yeah, it's going to take you a lifetime to figure that out. <laughs> yes, but, yes. Yeah, you have your reading cut out for you. If that's, if that's your goal, to figure out why people are rational, good luck to you, sir. <laughs> well, I, I'd rather spend time doing that than reading other stuff, I guess. Yeah. It's, at well, least I, it's I, fun. I agree with you. I'm a, I'm a nonfiction person, too. So. Yeah, but, and that, that, that's, that's what it's on my mind these days. That's uh, good, good stuff to have on the mind. But um, anyway, I just want to thank you for, for coming on. And uh, Christian, thank you again for, you know, uh, I, I want to say co-hosting the show, but you ask all the good questions. So you're, you're really the host, like 95% well, <laughs> of the time. But I just do the introduction and the outro. But in, in any case, um, you know, thank you guys for – uh, coming on and Alan, we'd love to have you on again sometime and hopefully we can get uh, some more great people from the community, from the Groton Deke team and from ETC Devon uh, coming up in, in future shows. Uh, everybody out there who's listening, thanks for tuning in and until next time. Cheers. Bye guys. If you are passionate about anything related to Ethereum Classic, and you have something to say, we'd love to discuss that with you on the show. We're always looking for interesting guests, so don't be afraid to ask.